Cost savings and maintenance control are no longer just an appliance and computer thing. With the invent and proliferation of renewable energy and more on-peak, off-peak energy plans, Xbox is going to allow the user to define when the Xbox should wake up and use more power to phone home, gather updates, download and upload data, etc. The Xbox's green now means just a little bit more. This is your electrical grid health update, except in Texas. Now it's time for your hosts, Rob Roberts, Jamie Summers, and Loki to tell you more about this and the rest of the week's gaming news. Starting right now in the show, where every gamer has a voice... Hello, my friends out there on the internet, and welcome back to another week of the show where every gamer has a voice. It is Orange Lounge Radio, and we are live once again with episode number 944 of our show for tonight, January the 15th of 2023. My name is Rob Roberts, and joining me as always, say hello to Dark Soccer or Jamie Summers, who your audio isn't coming through for some reason. That's weird. I don't know if it's noise gating. Uh, or... Oh, there you are. Hi. Yeah, Hi. it should be fine. I had everything. I, I checked it all before. There's just a weird delay on the noise gate. It's all right. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah. Um, I'm still tired. Still tired? I actually stayed up all night trying to reset my sleep schedule, and then I took a little bit of a nap, some kind of uh, groggy. Is that because and, of your subathon? Uh, kept... No, you you weren't up that late no, with the subathon, right? It's yeah. because I've been staying up really late, and I'm going back to work on Saturday. Oh, right. If okay. I'm permitted. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it went, it, it went, I did 12 and a half hours, which isn't too bad. I just, Congrats. I thought I was going to go another, I was going to do a bonus killer hour, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, done. Your body said, and I wore done. that thing. At least I tried to wear that thing, the my uh, pig mask, mm-hmm. as in it's one of the special cosmetics in Dead by Daylight, where it's the half of a, um, a reverse bear trap and then a white mask resembling jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who are, of course, just listening, um, but I wore that thing and then found out that the hat wouldn't fit over my headphones and that the mask was giving me a headache while I was trying to play. So I just said, screw it. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but I had a really fun time, and I'm actually uh, getting ready to publish a video of the uh, best part of the stream. Oh, fun! All right, yeah. Well, uh, let's say hello as well to Techmaster Loki. Hello, hi Loki. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, okay, so I have to ask. Um, you you play games behind you? Well, you're not playing it live, but you're playing footage of a game behind you because um, you can sometimes you know watch watch our rooms and our environment because we do tape live at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch TV slash VOG Network every Sunday night at nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific, right after the Bobby Blackwolf show. And as we are taping live, uh, Bob or not Bobby Loki has the Smurfs on the ColecoVision, I think, playing behind that him. Is correct, right now. Yes, okay, is. I got to know. What? Why this game this week? I, it's just it was a game I used to play as a kid. Okay, I played the one on Atari, but because you know that game was like on every platform. You know we've talked about this in previous weeks. If you think it's weird that we have like PlayStation and Xbox and Switch now, boy oh boy, in the eighties it was you know Coleco, Atari, Commodore, Apple, uh, d- d- three different types of Ataris, 5200, 7800, 2600, uh, <laughs> TI-994A, like e- everything, just everything. So um, yeah, so, some games like Smurfs, I think we're on probably most of those platforms. So uh, ZenMonkey11 in our chat says, jumping on that skull was a pain in the ass for me as a kid. Watch it. Yeah, some of those old games were really hard. Um, yeah, I didn't remember that 
um, I guess there was different difficulty levels you could select because, like, I I saw and it'll be later in the the clip there. Like, there's like a spider and stuff. I'm like, I don't remember there being a spider, or like, I sort of remember the the crow, but I don't know. So maybe I I must have played it on super easy. All right, all right, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that you probably were if you were young, you were probably playing on the lowest difficulty. So fair enough. Uh, let's see. Tiger Claw says, I had a ColecoVision in the form of the Atom computer. I remember borrowing a Smurf cartridge from a kid at school to play it. Oh, yes. I loved, I loved trading cartridges when I was younger. Coleco Atom and a ColecoVision. Nice. And the Coleco Atom was a piece of shit <laughs> because of the cassette deck and the oh. power supply. And if you had a thunderstorm, kiss every single cassette that you have near that thing goodbye. Oh, yeah. I, I don't miss the days of games on cassette tape. That's for sure. Because Commodore had that too. It was uh, it's so so it's so weird to think that games were on a cassette tape, but then again, games were on CD a few years later, and it, so it's it makes sense that a lot of the uh, you know entertainment media games yep. followed that too. Why not? I think my my favorite part about this game was the sound when you die, because <laughs> every time it would just be like he's it's playing the you know fun smurf sounds like their their theme i think in the back and then you hit something it's like smack it's just like you instantly fall down there's no animation of dying it's just smack on the ground that's it like that sound in a cubert cabinet if you can find a cubert cabinet that still works prime when cubert falls off the uh, edge of the cube it actually has some type of mechanism that makes a very loud like smack like when cubert hits the ground there's some mechanism in the cab- cabinet that does that is it is like a loud loud clack like that something like that yeah it's a little more subtle than that but it was still funny because i remember that used to crack me up all the time um myself and my sister when we would purposely just run the smurfs into something like over and over because it was just ridiculous you know speaking of cassette tapes and classic games i can actually think of the best use of a cassette for a video game ever and that was the 1980s journey arcade game that actually had the cassette tape that would play the song. I don't remember which of their songs it was. I think it was Any Way You Want It, maybe. That would actually play the song when you actually got to the concert. Because if you play it now on, like, I don't know, like the Xbox... It's hard to find that game, actually. But even in, like, MAME, probably, unless somebody's emulated the tape at this point, which is certainly possible, you just hear blank stuff when you get to that concert level at the end. But it's supposed to be a cassette tape of them actually playing the song, which is really funny. So, anyway... Trip down memory lane, but let's get to a a trip down current lane here and talk about our first story tonight, which has to do with some uh, pretty big changes over on YouTube. And look, I I don't want people to think just because we're on Twitch, we're picking on YouTube. We are fair. And when we (laughs) go back in the archives, folks, when there's Twitch changes we don't like, we cover those too very thoroughly. But um, Loki, I know you're a YouTuber. Um, there's been a lot of activity on YouTube this week, actually, I want to talk about, but, uh, Loki, tell us about the changes over on YouTube that are, uh, not being received too hot. Right. So they made a change to kind of their family friendly guidelines. Um, basically now you cannot have, you will receive limited monetization or demonetization if you have swearing within the first 15 seconds of your video. And same, I think it's even like eight seconds. There's like different thresholds, um, but it's basically the first 15 seconds if you have swearing in it, then they will demonetize your your video. Um, 
which is really stupid for one. Here's the the more stupid thing, though, that people are really getting upset with is that, you know, it wasn't always like this. Um, And they are now retroactively making any video that you've put up, not like from the time that, you know, we put this change in the place, but all of time. And they're retroactively demonetizing those videos. So, like, how are you supposed to be able to follow these guidelines if like the guideline will change in the future and there's no and there's absolutely no way for you to go and edit out that content once it's demonetized via this process it's always going to be demonetized you'd have to re-upload the video for it to be monetizable again which is just stupid to begin with also um they are also um going after violent content so for example if you're playing a violent video game and not everybody's channel is family friendly, but if you're playing like, you know, a game that has a lot of blood and gore in it, then you're probably going to get it monetized, which is kind of awful. It's really, um, really kind of, you know, hitting the platform quite a bit with just your user base. Yeah, exactly. Because like if you, it's really stifling the type of creativity that you can do. I mean, and honestly, like if anybody's really serious about YouTube and looking mo- to monetization, you know that like YouTube monetization is a massive like problem <laughs> just because it's hit or miss with everything and all that. And you're better off like doing like a Patreon or something like that where people support your channel outside of the YouTube space because it's just... It's very unreliable, especially when they make changes like this, where it's literally affecting old content that was okay to yeah. put out there. So one of the like, I one of the folks that I watch RT Gaming, uh, he was having some issues where it was there was a video that he put out. It was kind of a recap of 2022 um, that was getting demonetized and it and age restricted as well on top of it. Mm. And he's like. Why? Because all of the videos that were contained within it were not demonetized or age-restricted. So why is this being age-restricted when it's a culmination of all my videos? So YouTube. So he reached out to YouTube to have that fixed. And so what did they do? They're like, oh, we're going to age-restrict and demonetize those other videos oh instead. Oh, God. It's like... <laughs> like what, is, it, is it violent content or what? what is it that is possibly triggering the the algorithm because um, that's my big thing is i'm like youtube relies way too much on algorithms it, and the algorithms it, never side with the content creators it's, it, it's really not great I, I don't think it was anything like super like i think it was just some gameplay mm-hmm. um that was causing it but it's also like other videos that have been um like if you they're saying if you swear too much in your videos that they could also demonetize you because it's it's a lot of like bad language, but there's a lot of videos where <laughs> folks aren't doing that. And, and, or they're like family channels that are being hit with this and being taken down where it's like, but we're not doing that. So why? It's a, it's a good thing. No one's watching those old orange sounds radio episodes that are up on YouTube. <laughs> we were never monetized in the first place because. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like that whole partner program nonsense um, stuff, which is, uh-oh. 
I think we might have lost Loki's internet hiccup for a minute because his video froze there. So he'll probably catch up in a minute. While his internet catches up, let me get some comments in our chat. So we have DJ Rama S says, with the available tools on YouTube, they should have given the content creators time to make the mandatory edits for retroactive videos instead of just straight demonetizing them. Yeah, uh, there should have been some warning, right? For sure. Uh, and then we have, let's see, uh, Bobby in chat says, uh, it's inconsistent. ProZD did a video on this and didn't swear in the first 15 seconds, but then said, fuck YouTube a lot for the next minute. And he got demonetized. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're back. It, it, yeah, it's weird. Uh, it just like locked up. It's still kind of locked up. Like, no, thank you. You may have to turn it's... it off and then on again, but go ahead and finish your thought and I can do some other um, chat comments here. Yeah, so it, it's just, it's really, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know if you heard about the uh, thing I was saying, but the change of their terms of service where they can go back now and retroactively take money back from you if they find Oof. that your content is no. is not monetizable. So that it's, that's in their terms of service. That was pointed out by, um, gosh, I don't remember the guy's name. He's a right to repair advocate. Um, I don't know. I don't remember who it was. Uh, but anyways, it's uh, yeah, it, you got to read those terms of service things. It, it's really bad. So hopefully um, this gets straightened out, but it doesn't look like it's going to be. Um, somebody had made a joke in chat over at um, our chat room over at Twitch TV slash Vog Network. Tiger Claw had said, if this podcast was uploaded on the YouTube channel, you would have to bleep out all the cussing. You know, we used to do that. Um, a long time ago. In fact, Jason, our voiceover guy, actually used to do a lot of hard work trying to put in some like video because, you know, we didn't do the Twitch thing for many years. So some of the old episodes around, I don't know, maybe 2015, 2016 uh, are up on YouTube. And um, Jason did some manual video editing for those. The funny thing is they might get hit for too much swearing. I mean, it's not monetized anyway. Not enough people are watching it there. Um, it it might have got hit for that, but we actually have a 30-second intro to the show. Even uh, this would have been the old intro was still an instrumental that would take up the first 30, 30 seconds. So, uh, you know, that's actually a good thing to have a little intro bump because that's going to prevent you from starting off your video with, what the fuck? You know, it's, it's going to be very, uh, very uh, different there. So um, let's see. Uh, Mike Def says, yeah, I helped Jason with the timestamps too. Well, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. I actually had no idea. So, um, but now, uh, you know, we, we like the video to be a perk of being a subscriber over on our Twitch channel, um, over at Twitch TV slash VOG network, where you can, uh, you know, watch us in the archives anytime during the week, if you want, um, if you want to see us or just be, or if you want the free option, be here live Sunday night, even better. Cause then you can uh, actually chat along with the show as our folks are doing now. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, not, not a great look to be, uh, changing the rules on these folks, you know, partway through. It's, uh, very, very unfortunate for sure. So, um, let's see, uh, looking for some other comments from chat. Um, Tiger Claw says Linus, uh, tech tip did a WAN show, a WAN show that was completely uncensored to test if the stream gets demonetized. Yeah. I wonder how it handles the live streams. It'll be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, we got you back. Good to see you. Um, well, what do you... Because, Loki, out of the three of us, you're the one making the most content for YouTube. I mean, Dark Soccer and I may put clips or blips up there, but you're the most invested in YouTube. What are you... What are your, I mean, but you're also making Minecraft videos, which I think you don't use the F word. Believe it or not, compared to this show, 
I get the sense you're making your videos like you're making them for your kids. So you kind of keep the language out of it. So you're not really affected by this, but how do you feel about all this? Right. I, I make family friendly content anyways. Um, how I feel about it is, well, if they're not pushing all these demonetized channels, why aren't they pushing mine? <laughs> <Hello>? <laughs> I don't, I don't make that content. Can you like push mine, please? While everyone else like struggles with their old content and that sucks for them, really does. Uh, can we can we push mine, please? Well, actually, actually, I am glad That's we addressed that. Thing. I think in all the times we've plugged your channel, I don't know if we've ever said it's family friendly. And I know we have an audience that has kids because we have plenty of people that have been listening since you know they were in high school and they now have nine and ten year old kids. <laughs> so it's been a little while. So uh, they may be interested in. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's good to know that Loki doesn't yeah, swear it, on the Minecraft. Yeah, it, it's 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 just it's a weird like it, the algorithm's weird. It, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And if, I think it, it's possible and I don't know. It's all because it's all speculative since we don't know how any of it works. I think I may be at a detriment because I've had my channel for a long time and I had different type of content on there years ago not mm. any time recently but years ago mm. and so it doesn't push it at all whereas i have um a fellow cast member on our server that just started putting out like videos and all of a sudden like up to five thousand subscribers just like boom like wow. super fast hmm. and that's not a guarantee like if i like went and created a second channel and like put content on there there's no guarantee that that would take off or yeah, be more it could, successful it could backfire so it, it's just i don't know you just have to just like grin and take it while everybody else just reaps the benefits of making clickbaity content well maybe one of these days you'll get that thing that goes viral on that note the other youtube thing i wanted to bring up so actually has nothing to do with any of this but i don't loki did you see this um, so, you know, our pal YYR, who often, you know, comes in our chat room and is an indie game developer, right? You can check out his games, uh, yyrgames.com, I believe is a website with links to everything. But a few games that we've talked about here on this show before, Pixel Poops, right? Because Loki made the unofficial sequel. Well, no, it is official sequel, actually. Pixel Poops number two, um, he made for the NES. Uh, and then, um, there's been other games like Snake 360, Bungie Ferret Tossing, which was born of this show. I don't think you can get that anymore because that was on the Xbox 360. Uh, but you know, someday it'll come back on Steam. Anyway, my point is he, he did a game years ago. We talked about on this show. I think that game came out in 2018, super multitasking, which again, if you've never played this game, because you're a little newer to Orange Launch Radio, it's like WarioWare, but like amped the thuck up, meaning you have to play four mini games sometimes at once. It sounds easy. It is not easy because you're playing one with the buttons, one with the controller, one with the bumpers. So it's it's a challenge. And I remember when I pl first played the game, I said, Aaron, this is because that's his name. I said, Aaron, this is like this game has the chance to go super viral and blow up. You just need the right person to see it. And it's and sure enough, this week. Now I don't follow a lot of YouTube stuff, but I do understand the game grumps are pretty well known and have a large following and so forth. They played super multitasking this week on one of their videos. So and when I so right. it was actually Jason, our voiceover guy, that texted me and said, uh, "Do you know about this?" And I was like, "What?" I'm like, oh my God, no, I'm so happy for YYR. I, I hope it pushed some sales. I mean, I kind of skipped through the video and I didn't hear them mention it by name a lot, which is kind of a bummer, but I, I get it. Like, it's not really supposed to be an ad for the game, 
but I did go to like this. I went to the Steam reviews for the game, and I saw two were written today. And so that means people are seeing it because of that video. I don't know if it's blowing up, so to speak, but it's probably getting more downloads than it has since its launch, uh, thanks to that video. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, Mike Deft says, even in the video, one of the grumps thought it was a new game. Technically, super multitasking is a newer version. The game was originally just multitasking. <laughs> so super multitasking has extra uh, stuff in it. But anyway, congrats to YYR. When I heard about that, I was like, "Good, you know what? I'm Even if, and the video is the context, I think the title is something like, I don't want to get Aaron's ADHD breaks because of this game. Yeah. It it makes a little play on ADHD, but my understanding is the gentleman that played it actually has ADHD. So he can joke about all he wants. Well, at least they did a hashtag super multitasking, but yeah, there's no like link or like at least a mention. Yeah. I th- no, I think the title screen, because I, I was going through it and the title screen came up because I remember them saying something about it. I was kind of skipping through the video because this is a long video. Um, and I don't know the personalities that well. I just know they're very well liked and a lot of people watch them. So, but yeah, I was, I was very happy for uh, Aaron to see that. So uh, go give that video a like and some comments and all that good stuff. And because uh, he deserves to have that game be very successful. And Loki, if it gets attention on his back catalog, you stand to benefit from that too. Because if people are like, what are the other games this guy has made? The Pixel Poops oh, is well, free. There was, um, was it, there's one I saw, I had a notification, or I saw, I don't remember how, it was in Twitter, where um, somebody had just posted, like, that they were, I forget where they were at, um, oh gosh, it was, it was something about, like, they, like, I've reached the achievement of, like, the ultimate pooper, and they had filled the entire screen of one of the levels in Pixel Poops number two uh, with <laughs> Jamie's poop. Jamie's laughing took, so hard over there. <laughs> and they took, like, a picture of it, like, the TV or something, and they were playing, like, games on their TV, and they had, did a shout-out. Like, they, they linked the game. They did a shout-out with that, and they also, like, uh, mentioned, like, hey, if you bought the um, puzzle for um, Uvaldi a while back, you have this already type thing. Oh. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, where that was at here. Let's see who said that. It was, because I put, like, I'm like, I'm so proud <laughs> when they did that. Um, oh, it was uh, this guy, a Deadeye Bit, who had, uh, I guess he was at MAGFest and playing oh. stuff with um, a few people um there i don't know who that that's is right because magfest was he's recently. an indie guy yeah. yeah so he he had that um has a few pictures that's kind of cool, cool. Uh, so um yeah so i guess he liked the game and you know he is playing some other like indie games as well indie nest games so i'm glad they got to check it out and play it and um yeah so well you know what yyr and his wife had the baby not too long ago it's a couple of years at this point but not too long ago you know what they they could use some additional sales of the game so you know and it just it'll uh motivate him to get on the back catalog and make even more so i'm really really uh happy for i will say this you all know i'm not a fan of twitter at this point and i'm i'm gonna very much not get on my soapbox but when i did hear about this i actually said you know what i'm gonna peek at twitter and search for super multitasking and see if it's actually trending sadly i didn't Maybe I did the search wrong. I didn't really see anything about it, but 
I, I maybe I didn't wait long enough till after that video had been out. I don't know. So I was just kind of curious if maybe it had gotten any traction that way. So, but um, yeah. So, so that was a, another random YouTube comment, but uh, very happy for Aaron. So, you know, he's part of the fam here at OLR. So yeah, like to see him get some attention. All right. Uh, speaking of attention, let's talk about the games that have been captivating our attention this week. And how was your gaming week? So Dark Sakura, we'll start with you. How was your gaming week? Okay, now I know you're muted on Discord because I see the icon. <laughs> I played a bunch of Dead by Daylight. Woo! I played 12 and, a, 12 and a half hours plus six hours a few days before that. And I think another six, seven hours before that. Um, I got, you know, got all my dubs. I did a subathon. Honestly, I didn't get as many subs as I hoped I would. Which, um, because, you know, I, I kind of need some assistance right now. Um... But other than other than that, I had so much fun. So I want to thank first of all, um, Finara, who was with me the majority of the day. Oh, that's and that's great, huh? Yeah, and then Isaaco played a couple rounds with me. Um, I got raids from Franglish from uh, uh, Empire TV, one of my uh, friends from uh, back south. Um, I got uh. Uh, Elsie popped in to say hi. It was nice, to, nice to see them. Where have they been? Are they just on uh, a... taking a break? Okay, like mental yeah. health or just yeah, not happy. Okay, I think. Well, understandable. Yeah, just, just Debbie being Debbie, mm. and there's other things I think that that's that's their thing. Fair enough. Um, but um, uh, words. Um, I also played with one of my new friends that I had made literally on Wednesday, who is a legion who killed us all. And it turned out that this bill had been following us, like, breaking hooks and fast faulting, trying to, you know, be the last person left alive. So um, we ended up making friends with with, with them, and uh, they uh, started playing with us. We swift a few times, and they pretty much swift almost all day. Um, that was a Fixation Gaze, or I've been saying Fixati or Fixie. Um, uh, wonderful bi uh, non-binary streamer. Um, uh, Shayla... Uh, who I've met through my other friend, Raven McPherce, um, is, uh, she's, she's pure chaos to have. And she's so much fun. She goes to all the killers wishing that they'd bring a Mori and say, I love you. Yeah, she's fun. Um, gosh, uh, Vamp Bunny, another friend I met through Raven, uh, played with us. Uh, we had so many friends visit, uh, Artie visited in, uh, just so many people. Um, I want to thank everybody who came in to show me support and thanks for, thanks for the, uh, oh my God, Sia Tiberi gave me 10 gift subs. So Sia Tiberi oh. wins some artwork from me. Oh, that was nice of them. We, we need to talk about the artwork I'm going to be drawing. Yeah. Um, I, and the I did a bill. sub. <laughs> you did. You did. No, honestly, you did. Um, we had so many people, um, that just came in and showed me love and the subs were awesome. I mean, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing what I got. I'm very grateful for it. I'm very yeah. grateful for it. Um, and it was a little bit short notice, but, um, but AGDQ was also his last week. Probably had a lot of eyes on that. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, this is the, I think the last week before I go back to work full time. So yeah. maybe we'll see. Right. At any rate, as Gwen has mentioned in chat, yeet build. <laughs> yeah when i was lurking you 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 all were starting that i think it was your first game where you all did that and mm -hmm. 
But there was the one before all that was the one you clipped where I yeeted myself off the hook in the basement Mm -hmm. right in front of the killer. (laughs) That was awesome. Um, But anyway, so we all decided that we were going to bring slippery meat, which gives you an extra 4% chance to get yourself off the first hook. You already have a 4% chance. And then we all brought uh, jars of salty lips, which gives you an even greater thing, and it stacks. Mm. And I brought up the ante just, you know, to add another layer of goodie. Of course. And with that level of uh, odds being in our favor, I reckon, um, we were getting ourselves off of every every hook. It was fantastic. Um, And... But the thing is, is that we were really doing it just because, I mean, we wanted to, to I guess, kind of piss people off, which we did. We made some big angies. Um, But then we got our friend, Dr. Bot. There are people who will go out on bots and just basically because survivors will go farm their blood points on them. The bots will, you know, basically get the blood point for whoever set the bot up. Um. And then, um, so we got a bot, and then we had an AFK Cenobite, wasn't that one? And then we got the Wasup Ghostface. Yeah. That Which is a great, I am, I'm glad they put that skin in the game. Same. Um, I actually have been spending most of the afternoon editing that video just for, you know, some time and, and some silliness, because um, I wanted to compact it into, like, the most silly in, in one thing. Um, oh my gosh, Fifth Dream, you're going to be playing with us then. You're, you're, you're going to have to swift with us. Fifth Dream is playing DBD now. Um, at any rate, uh, the, we had a hell of a time getting the ghost face to, to hook us, but finally we were all just, you know, there's an animation where you can point and then you can kneel down and point. And so we're all kneeling down and pointing, going yeet, 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 and counting every time. Um, so that video will be up and I'll be linking it on my Twitter before too long. Um, that that was the standout game. That was the standout game. I had so much fun. And I made it to Silver 4 in one day. Wow. Put it on your Mastodon um, too so I can see it. <laughs> sure. Um, but at any rate, um, uh, I also did finally beat Final Fantasy V. Oh, nice. Which means um, next Saturday, if I don't take a break from the SNES stuff, um, I will be starting Star Ocean, as in the original Star Ocean on Super Famicom. Oh, wow. Um, Because that's my goal with the the retro stuff is to do RPGs that you might not have seen. Um, You know, like I did Terranigma, I did Seiken Densetsu 3, I did, uh, well, I did Final Fantasy 4 and and 6 because I played uh, Japanese translations, except for 6, so it didn't work. And I played Final Fantasy 5, which I freaking love Final Fantasy 5, but I forgot how long the damn X-Death battle is. Oh my god. Um, And who names their kid X-Death anyway? (laughs) Um, And then um, I've been playing Marvel Midnight Suns. yeah, yeah, Finara's right. Terranigma, most disappointing, disappointing ending since Great Expectations. I will say it disappointed me the way The Mist disappointed yeah, me. Yeah, lower those expectations. Yeah, but the whole game is, like, amazing, and then... Yeah. Um, any Anyway, um, I've also been playing my Wordscapes just, you know, because I managed to solve a complex puzzle in 10 seconds. So I think I need... I'm finally able to just, like, do words in my sleep. Um, uh, played some pinball. We hosted League. 
Um, and now it's not me playing it, but I had a hand in this. It's my fault. Blame me for this. So to give some backstory on this, uh, our friend Nick, Nick and Prince, um, had an advent calendar during the holiday thing where you could, you know, put in and, and win a prize on the advent calendar. And I won a bonus stream. So me, in my my kind and caring disposition, I picked Sonic Adventure. Which, of course, is Sonic Adventure DX on Steam. And even I had forgotten how crappy the camera is in that damn game. <laughs> but Nick seemed to have some fun with it. I mean, played almost all... Played up past the egg carrier. And there is a, a chow named Sakura. And uh, he was enjoying catching otters. <laughs> but yeah. It was, I had such a good time watching Nick play, and he was a really good sport about it. So, um, I actually do have enough points to to redeem another bonus stream, but I'm not because, you know, I, I'm trying to be kind about, about his backlog, but I might do Space Channel 5. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. So, at any rate, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that the, the word that sums up my, uh, my week is yeet. All right. Uh, Loki, we'll go to you. How was your gaming week? Um, I played mostly Minecraft this week, still working on stuff. Um, I did play some co-op um, power washing sim, so that was oh. fun. Uh, we got to do uh, three, I think it was three players. I forgot you can co-op that game now. Yeah, so we did that. stream with that. So that, that's fun. So I uh, messed around with that a little bit. Um yeah, I mean that that's kind of it. I did find something though. So I've been going through like um my sister had a bunch of stuff that my mom had kept for me, like old like school stuff and there was something that I happened to dig out of there that I thought was pretty funny. Um so and I don't remember this, but I I have a certificate of merit for capturing Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. Where did you awesome. get something like that? that's funny? Uh, apparently, my computer lab. So that's, that's uh, yeah. But I guess she kept everything. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Um, if that's it, then my gaming week. Um, still playing on the machines behind me. Uh, mostly the new Tron machine arcade one up I talked about last week. Been playing that a little bit. Um, and, uh, a lot of the usual suspects, uh, Final Fantasy 14 had a patch this week, uh, the 6.3 patch. So there was a new raid, which I kind of enjoyed. I, uh, the mechanics were easier than the last one. Uh, but I liked the music in the last one a little better, but you know, I still like the raid series. Um, Shane kind of made me do it. I don't always love to do the new raids the first week cause they're always kind of a white fest and people get mad, but actually it was, it was fine. It was tolerable. So, um, yeah, props to that. And, uh, been doing Island Sanctuary, which, uh, is my favorite thing in Final Fantasy 14. And they just upped the level cap from 10 to 12 and they released cosmetic gear when you get to level 12 because end game and MMOs, fuck raids, fuck PVP. It's all about glamour, cosmetics, transmog, and what you're wearing. It's all about the fashion. Okay. And get this. So they added two very important things at rank 12 in Island Sanctuary. Number one, an alligator mount, which is which is cool. That's cute. But the more important thing, the outfit that you can get is now a swimming Speedo outfit. And I need that <laughs> for my oh. Viera. <laughs> my, my, 
him, him, not a himbo, but a him bunny. I need my him bunny to have the speedo outfit. So I'm making my way to rank 12 as soon as possible, but it's uh it's a bit of a grind. So uh, working on that Reddit's a lot of help though, with what exactly to make and when. Uh, so, so you're turning, you're going to be turning your Island into like, what was it? The, the, uh, the male gay equivalent of milf island or something I, like that <laughs> i wish i unfortunately the 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 mechanics aren't that deep you can have like a friend visit your island but the customization is still a little bit limited but i think they sort of see how much it's catching like i don't think it was supposed to get any update with this recent patch like they were like oh island sanctuary will get updates and even numbered patches but they did an update anyway because i think a lot of people are more into it than they originally uh saw so hopefully the customization options get even better and it's gonna it's gonna be an rp delight just wait until people are doing their rave parties on the island instead of the personal housing districts that you know that's what they do right now so there's there is that uh i've also been playing a little bit of world of warcraft i don't know if i'm gonna renew when this uh, month's up though i've kind of done everything i'm gonna do in that game but i do there's things about the mechanics in that game I kind of enjoy. So I kind of enjoy kind of having both in the rotation right now, but it's keeping me from playing other games. So one got to go. And the reality is I'm always going to pick 14 over WoW right now. So there's there's just that. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed this latest expansion. The latest expansion, I think, has the game in a lot better place. And I think it's especially, I, I think the dragon flying mechanic is a great compromise for how to fly in a new area without necessarily like just, people flying from point a to point b all the time um i i think they did a good job with this expansion so you know kudos to them um because i know it's not always been good news over there um so kudos to the teams that worked hard on that um and then uh i played a lot more vampire survivors you know after bringing it up on last week's episode i was like i need to to jump in and play a little more of that and uh i for i forgot because i hadn't unlocked it yet but now i do there's a dog character that you can play as and that by far that playing as the dog is my favorite because the dog starts with this attack that's these like floral it looks like he's throwing flowers out or a bouquet of flowers out or something like that but um it's very similar to the garlic attack where it, like pushes monsters away from you it's great so um i uh yeah i'll be playing a lot more as the dog but the game encourages you to kind of cycle through the different characters so uh yeah Thank gosh for cloud saves between PC and Xbox Series X because of my controller issues. I had to switch over to playing Vampire Survivors on Series X, but um, it picked up my old save, which is great. There's a ton of achievements. Everything you can do in Vampire Survivors is like a five-point achievement. So there's like 140 achievements or something like that in the game. It's pretty wild. So I've been having fun unlocking all of those. That's for sure. So... Uh, Dark Tetsuya, keep at it. It's it's a roguelike like anything else. So just remember, because Dark Tetsuya said, I'm stuck in the second area. haven't been able to pass it. So kind of put Vampire Survivors back on the shelf. Go back to the first area and earn some more coins and buy yourself some power-ups, some new characters, because that's, that's what a roguelike's all about, right? When you can't get over the hill try to invest the money to help get you over the hill. So um, it'll, uh, it'll get there. It's, it's, it, it is difficult at first. The game's kind of designed like that. But once you, once you're able to get some runs where you really get the money pouring in and then you can really kind of buy yourself a better starting build, you're going to be in a great place. So uh, yeah, it'll be fun. So um, yeah, that was pretty much it for my gaming week. Nothing really new yet, but I am eyeing my backlog on what can I stream and catch up on? Cause I'm honestly looking at the latest expedition, no man's sky. And I'm just kind of like, 
mm, you know, I missed an expedition now. I think that train derailed. I'll try the new expedition, whenever that comes out, but I'm looking to stream some other stuff. I have a, a huge game backlog to catch up on. There's things like Tunic I still really need to play, so I'll probably do a stream of that in the coming weeks. So it just depends on my availability. All right. Well, talking about new games to stream or not stream or otherwise, we're going to get to our top story. I do want to mention real quick before we get into headlines, because we usually do uh, like housekeeping and show updates. Um, I've mentioned this before. We're not going to be here February 26th. Uh, I'm going to be on a cruise that week. Um, The Star Trek cruise, which I've talked about before. Get this, though. So, you know, I talked about it on the show the other week. I was very excited because... Kate Mulgrew's coming back this year. Guess what? Right after we went off the air, I got the alert. She canceled. She had to pull out due to a filming commitment. They replaced her with Shatner. Yay. I'm so... Oh, God, that sucks, Rob. I'm I'm sorry. I'm so pressed. I'm so pressed about it. But you know what? That's just... You know what? If When that programming is going on... There, it's not like there isn't 500 other things to do on a cruise ship. I can go do something else. It's fine. And they got they got one of the um, voice actors from Prodigy to come as well, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and there's still like Doug Jones is still going, and that's the the big one. I can't wait to meet and get autograph with. So it's not it's not all bad news, but it's like talk about a fucking downgrade. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, Tiger Claw says probably to record another season of Star Trek Prodigy. Well, they got one of the other voice people there, so I don't know. But they, I'm sure they all record at different times, so who knows? All right. <laughs> Fenara says everyone run to one side of the cruise ship and fling yourself overly dramatically at the railing. When you know who starts fucking reminiscing and talking about the good old days, I'm sure I'll do just that. Anyway, let's move on to other happier topics. And Loki, as I was mentioning, uh, new games potentially, right? Yeah, so we're going to be getting a uh, Microsoft, um, I don't want to call it a direct, a, okay, I guess they're calling it developer direct, um, a developer direct uh, featuring Bethesda and Xbox titles um, on January 25th. It's going to take place at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, and they're going to be focusing on upcoming Xbox games like Forza Motorsports, Minecraft Legends, Redfall, and as well as new content for Elder Scrolls Online. Um, probably no mention of Starfield, because I'm sure I'll be delayed again. Um, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what they show there. Uh, I gotta be honest with, like, Minecraft Legends. Like, I was... Minecraft Legends, is funny enough, is, is pulling in Elder Scrolls Online with me. The more I see of it, the less interested in it I am. <laughs> so that's... It's... It, it's. I hope they show something that makes it look interesting, please. Or just mention anything about Minecraft, because it's been absolutely radio silent since October. I bet they will. We, this this is a good time to give an up, update. Well, you know, eh, they said that their next update is going to be focused around story, or, or focused around things that will help you tell your story. They put out a trailer today, or not today, this week, showing off the Microsoft or or the the Minecraft store features, like as in the content that you can buy through there that will help you tell your story. I have 
reservations about all that. So by tell your story, you mean give me money. Meaning the, the, the next big update is moving store to Java edition so that you guys can pay for things too, which no one will because it's the Java edition. And there's so much content out there that we don't need to do that. But, you know, I mean, they're going to try. We'll see. All right. But yeah, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to check it out. I'm assuming week. it'll be a deep dive on Starfield as well. We'll actually get to see a little more of the gameplay because, you know, we've we've really not seen a lot of gameplay uh, uh we'll get a deep dive in the delay for starfield i'm sure you think again i think again in an alternate universe we're playing that game right now it came out november 2022 so uh you think it'll get delayed again that's a pretty bold prediction i think it'll be microsoft needs i think it's gonna be some yeah. first party stuff to come out you know there's some big rumors out there and i think somebody had just posted it to our discord as well over at vognetwork.com slash discord Big rumors that Scalebound's making a comeback. Scalebound got uncanceled and Platinum Games yeah. working on uh, it. So apparently, like, there was a note, it says on here, that Microsoft has noted that the uh, the standalone show for Starfield is in the works. Um, that, oh, interesting. One that will dedicate the proper amount of time for a deep dive. Hmm. Correct. In a few months, once, once the delay is over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for their sake, I hope not. But at the same time, right? You want the game to be good, so don't release a crap coming product. Q four. Yeah. It's coming out Q four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. We'll see. Well, you know what? It, it would be interesting if if the, the Microsoft overlords uh, finally forced Bethesda to put out a non buggy product. It'll be uh, that'll be newsworthy in of a, in and of itself. To be quite honest, we'll so. be we'll already be in starships by the time that happens. <laughs> like actual starships. Actual starships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right not jefferson starship <laughs> uh finara says isn't it par to put out unfinished stuff these days yes but well that is true the yes. internet mm-hmm. will rake over the coals for that especially when there's early previews of stuff and there have been games that have their sales that get impacted because you know that first week sales is really important it's like a movie uh, right halo infinite i mean like it, it there is like it, they really like Microsoft needs to take a page from Sony's book and release products that are polished, like actually polished and not buggy when they come out, like, you know, Horizon or God of War and all that stuff. They need to release like actual quality product that is finished. And and Halo Infinite was a bad start. I mean, obviously. So other games, I think like Forza and stuff have been pretty good. Uh, But Halo Halo also, they kind of had to 180 during development uh, yeah, because of the true, original yes. feedback so there there is yeah, that they were already yeah at a bad start there but like i mean but they need to like with a big tentpole title like something like that they really need to focus on making sure that is absolutely perfect they did not do that this time <laughs> they did quite the opposite but um maybe the next game will be better fable you know or something like that Ooh, I'd love to see more on Fable. I hope we get that in this direct. I would too. It. I would be very excited. I'd really, about that. especially considering who's making it, you know, and their track record. I'd love that. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, in the meantime, let's talk about things that have leaked to the internet. Uh, an interesting pair of leaks uh, that happened this last week. The first one had to do with Valve and an asset repository leak. So basically what happened with this is that uh, content for Team Fortress 2 that was cut and uh, some other things on like the Half-Life games, they all hit uh, the web this week uh, in a leak. 
And of course, the uh, original story I had linked is not working for me right now, but that's okay because I can switch a on the fly here. Uh, it also included stuff from Portal and Counter-Strike Source, but I believe the vast majority of it was cut things from Team Fortress 2. Um, and uh, so uh, there's uh, never before seen maps, models, PSDs, VMFs, 61 gigs of content for Team Fortress 2. This is the last official Team Fortress 2 content drop anyone will see. Is uh, what's apparently the leaker have been holding on to these to, for, uh, since 2016. At least that's what they're claiming. So um, there you go. So nothing about anything with a three in it. So don't get carried away. But, you know, people are kind of looking at like, oh, here's some stages and things that were supposed to be in the game that didn't quite make it through and little things like that. Also very interesting, uh, Mortal Kombat 2 had some leaks that, you know, the source code and this is... You remember Red Red uh, Raiden? Yeah, like this this uh, source code leaked. Uh, of course, GitHub got a takedown request for the source code from Warner Brothers Discovery because of course they did. But you know the old saying, once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet. Uh, there's also not just source code that leaked, but there are assets that also leaked to the internet that show a new Johnny Cage fatality, which I thought was very interesting. It looks like he either like rips their face off or rips their brain out, uh, in this fatality. And, uh, it may have been a little much even for that. I mean, you know, obviously that's nothing for those games now, but maybe in the nineties, that game's older than most of the people playing it. Yeah. So uh it's interesting that the that's uh all been unearthed but otherwise i didn't think a lot of i mean if you are super into the mortal Kombat games then like every frame every like move that possibly got deleted or something is very interesting but i think for the casual fan it's kind of like it's not like there's anything super like or there's no like missing characters or anything like that outside of that uh one fatality really some really neat animations though like the, the spin attack from uh baraka yeah yeah and that the, thing was pretty cool there was a a, a a raiden move that looked like uh his original fatality that looks like it was cut too which is interesting so there were um now i'm gonna just throw a little backstory in this i was living you know in alabama when this game came out and we took a trip up the east coast um it was the trip i went to new york uh got to play at carnegie hall toot toot <laughs> um but anyway, they had a lot of test units, like, of different builds for Mortal Kombat 2. Um, so this was, like, in 93. And, um, like, there were even, like, early NBA Jam, you know, cabinets still out around the time, too. So some of the stuff, like, I remember seeing on early units, like, we still we still found machines that you could do, like, infinite uh, katana loop on and all of that. It was... There were just some things like, oh, I think I saw that. Or, you know, it just sort of hit some of those things for me. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So kind of kind of a nice look back, especially considering how old the game is right now. I, I'm i like, the source code isn't really hurting anybody. But, you know, whatever. I guess Warner Brothers feels the need to... I mean, I get it. Because, like, you know, it is... They, and they're still selling Mortal Kombat 2 in these arcade one-up machines, for one. And there were rumors about those HD remasters some time ago, although I don't think they ever came to fruition. I think it got canceled, like most things at Warner Brothers Discovery. But, um, you know, it's it's it feels like this isn't really hurting anyone, but I understand they have to protect their trademark and all that. But it's on the internet now if you want to go find all this stuff. I think the, the, the discovery of what's been cut, is, it's not going to hurt anyone now. But, you know, it's interesting. That's all. Anyway, Dark Soccer, let's go uh, to you for something a little more modern. Well, um, I, I was actually going to go find it, but I put it away somewhere. Um, 
Google is giving us another lovely little handout um, as the ship sinks. Um, if you've got a Stadia controller, they're going to be unlocking, um, uh, well, they're going to release a tool that will enable Bluetooth support on the Stadia controller so that you can use it for other things. So not only did you get the controller for free, but it's now Bluetooth capable, at least it will be. Um, it's it's just pretty, pretty happy news, you know? I think that, uh, you know, rather than having... I mean, I never was going to consider it a paperweight because, honestly, I play with a lot of my controllers wired um, just because I have a lot of different things that can cause interference. Um, but, I mean, I absolutely love that it's a controller that I, I've been able to use on my iPad with little problem. Um, I mean, this is... This is my regular controller is a Steel Series. And um my Stadia controller is just as hefty and feels just as good in my hands, so it's a very comfortable controller to use. So I'm I'm pretty pretty happy about that. Um uh I mean we've got two days now until uh until the shutdown. No, one day. I think it's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. So, I haven't been following. Um, so yeah, I, I knew it was coming up real, real soon though. Oh yeah. And I've already gotten, of course, my, my refund in November. Um, Bobby Blackwolf says Wednesday, the 18th is the final day. Wednesday the 18th. Okay. So okay. dawn of the final day, 72 hours remain. You know what? I might have to do a farewell stadia stream. Um, when I play, except I, I'm trying to, to do achievements, but Maybe maybe I'll do a recorded video of me launching into Dadia one last time. Yeah, you might as well. Um, yeah. So at any rate, um I I'm still very disappointed, especially with the announcement of the uh the Chromebook. Um and I don't I don't know. I'm just Hey Bobby is mentioning about huh? Oh, no, I was just to say, hey, at least they refunded the money. You know, I'll give them That's a lot lovely. of props for that. And the fact that they are unlocking the Bluetooth on this, because, um, and not everybody may know this, but um, those controllers, they work through Wi-Fi. So the controller didn't connect to your computer, it connected to your Wi-Fi so that it could get to the server faster, basically, which is, you know, it's it's a pretty clever way to do the yeah. streaming device. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was awesome. It was fantastic on my iPad. I mean... Screw DBD Mobile, you know, yeah. I was playing the real thing. So, um, but, but, and I, but I was just saying, for them to do this, they really are doing something extra. And it actually reduces e-waste because a lot of those things would have yeah. ended up in the garbage. Well, um, to go back to what I was uh, going to say before, um, Bobby mentioned um, uh, that, that he's considering getting a Stream Deck uh, and said, and might make the Stadia controller my dock Steam Deck controller. Um, I'm not getting a Steam Deck yet, not until Dead by Daylight has support on it. Um, and it's the whole anti-cheat thing. VHS mm. uses it too. Mm. And it doesn't like, uh, any of the Unix systems or any ARM architecture for that matter. And then, uh, to answer DJ Runma S about a Chromebook. Um, yeah. So like, what was it like a week, two weeks after they announced the Stadia closure? Um, they announced then that they were making a series of Chromebooks geared toward cloud gaming. And I'm like, really? Really, Google? Really? If you were going to be giving me all this money back and I'm getting all my DLC and cosmetics and crap for free? Nah. Nah, brah. You don't do that. So, 
yeah, that was that was the bullshit. And you um, have, as far as cloud gaming goes, you you have kind of settled on NVIDIA right now, right? Is now your cloud. Yeah, I did. I wanted to like Boosteroid, but there's a couple of things about it. Is that number one, the server connection is terrible. I don't think they have any U.S. servers. Um, I mean, it's good for folks who are in, uh, in Europe. Really good for folks in India because they have uh, support for Indian servers. Mm. Um but not very good over here, and they were being way too slow to get a Mac client out. Um, I mean, their customer service were all great people, the people that I, I dealt with, and I really wanted to like it, but I couldn't swing it. So um, I have the the um, the regular tier, the the ten bucks a month tier for uh, GeForce, and I honestly like it, except I hate that it forces you into full screen. I hate playing in full screen, especially when I I got this big ass monitor so that I could play in windowed mode and have my stream stuff in some place and have this in another and it's bullshit. However, I'm going to tell all you, you know, the other five people who play uh, games on a Mac. There's a way around it and that's you, you get your your window where you want it to be, where you you know want to play on it. And then when the game goes into full screen, wait just a little bit and then do uh, control up. And that shows you your multiple desktops. And full screen windows count as their own desktop. So you can go hover to the top of your desktop and then go to the top left hand corner of the NVIDIA window. You get a little double arrow. You hit that and it will trick it into being windowed just don't try to move it or it will not move the way that you want it to do this i'm saying get it in position first and that is how you get that's how you get around uh it forcing you into full screen hacks (laughs) now with um with uh boosteroid funny enough in chrome it forced full screen in safari it didn't so I wanted I wanted to like it. I really I really wanted to to give the the smaller guys, you know, a little bit of a of a joy, but alas. All right. Um but I mean, I really it, it, my games look great. Um the only thing is that because I'm actually in a decreased full screen technically is that it does come up a little pixely um for me just changing aspect ratios like that. But for the most part, like when I'm in game, it's it's beautiful, it's smooth. Um, I only get a little bit of lag, and and I haven't had a very long wait to get into into my games uh, for Q. Like I think the longest I had was six people. Hmm. And I'm also playing Marvel's uh, Midnight Suns on it. Okay, and um, it, it's beautiful, no problems at all. I I I'm enjoying it, and the service is. Far better than I. It was the first time I tried it, so thumbs up. All right. Well, let us move on to uh, some less happy news coming out of uh, another company, right, Loki? Yeah, Ubisoft has been. They've been on a roll with delaying and canceling things, so they've again because uh, apparently fans of this game are used to disappointment. They have decided to delay Skull and Bones yet again. Sorry, pirates, you're not going to be able to pirate until you know later (laughs) guess i think the game was announced originally like five years ago like it was a while ago um but yeah so that's been delayed now um 
Also, they have announced that they are canceling several other games that I think were maybe even unannounced yet. Um, so, and they're saying right now they're, the reason is they want to focus on like like super franchises or something like that, basically like really powerful franchises. I think the problem is that all of their games kind of repeat a certain um, pattern, I guess, uh, a certain structure of, um, you know, towers that you climb and uh, outposts and every single one kind of has the same type of gameplay and people are getting sick of that. And so maybe that's kind of what is causing problems, but I don't know. It, I mean, that sucks that they're canceling stuff. Too bad one of those things that they're canceling is not Yves Gamon, you know, who hasn't addressed any of the sexual harassment charges and uh, misogyny that's going on in their company. But, you know, everything else, business as usual, I guess. If I rolled my eyes any harder at him, I think I would pull something. Uh, there was one game, though, that we can't confirm that was uh, canceled, which was the VR Splinter Cell game. But I don't know. They've released weirder VR games. Remember that Eagle game that they had? I never played that, but I bought it. Hmm. But it's... I mean, I can say that about hundreds of games I have. <laughs> It is interesting to see them scaling back on a lot of that, though. Um, just not Assassin's Creed, though. Oh, remember all the three titles that they announced last time? Jeez, yeah, got to go where the money is, right? Uh, Questbuster in chat says Beyond Good and Evil Two has entered the chat. Uh, <laughs> as an Assassin's Creed fan myself, some of the bloat in the later games was getting a bit much. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think they were saying that their next Assassin's Creed game they wanted to like slim down a little bit as well because yeah, it was getting too too big so we'll see i don't know i I, honestly the last time i was excited about an ubisoft game was far maybe one of the far cries i haven't been excited about far cry in a long time though so i don't know all right well let's talk about an interesting test feature on xbox uh, this is something that's being tested right now. It's an active hours sleep option. So it's in the Xbox Insider program right now, which is kind of like their beta testing mechanism. And in this, you can have your console shut down, not sleep, but shut down at times where you aren't using it. And this will cut down on your energy use, which is pretty cool. Not that these things use a ton of energy when they're sleeping, but you know it adds up. So it's nice to do that. You can actually manually schedule those hours if you kind of know, like these are the times I play, these are the times I don't. But there's also an automatic, option if you want the console console to adapt to what you tend to do so it'll get take its best guess best on based on when you play it this is going to be automatically enabled on these systems too usually we aren't fans of these types of automatic opt-in sim uh systems but I see the greater good they're going for with this, you know, if they're using less energy overall and, you know, trying to, you know, contribute to making it greener, then, okay, I, I think this is a fair thing to opt people into because you can opt out if you want to. The Xbox One, however, will default to always active and you have to configure that yourself. I'm assuming that's probably just something to do with maybe the hardware or whatever, just the age. So there's also a shutdown energy saving option that uses 20 times less power than sleep while still allowing the overnight updates to the Xbox and the games. So that's kind of neat. So, you know, you know, what's had that for a very long time. Hmm. Mac OS. 
<laughs> well, and and it's important to note in Microsoft's camp, Windows 11 also has a similar feature. So there's, it's nice to see everybody coming to the uh, greenery table. It's been here for years. All right. Um, <laughs> moving on. Darsakra. What else has been all here right, for years? All right. Um. Uh, a com- another company that for the longest time forgot how to count to three. Um, Capcom. Now, this is cool. I actually sent this to, to Dan, like, right away. Um, Capcom has announced the Street Fighter 35th Anniversary Live concert. It's a first-time concert for Street Fighter. Apart from, you know, that, that cool group that played at TwitchCon. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... It is going to be uh, taking place on January 29th, 2023 at Line Cube Shibuya Concert Hall. And um, it will also be available to be watched online. And it's by Captoon, which was the band that we were watching, Rob. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, And also um, uh, The Lethal Weapons, which is a synth pop uh, duo that's doing uh, classic uh, Street Fighter tunes. And of course, uh, Shinomura Yoko will be on hand. Who is a, a the composer for Street Fighter Two? Hmm. Um, also, um, the uh, the set list has been announced. This is as of right now. Is the opening music for Street Fighter Two, uh, the Ryu and Ken stage for Street Fighter Two? The um, it says M Bison. I'm wondering if they mean like their Balrog. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, um, Killing Moon from Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Um, I want it. Is that the Ibuki one? I like the I like Ibuki's music in Street Fighter Three a whole lot. Um, the theme of Crimson Viper in Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter Four soundtrack was amazing. The theme of Cami Street Fighter Four arrange. Um, we have bustling side street China stage for Street Fighter Five. Ring of Destiny ring stage Street Fighter Five. Theme of Dan Captoon arrange Street Fighter Five. We heard them play that. I may have some of that. Um. Uh, on my phone. <laughs> I was say, that, was, that was the one they were doing live. That was pretty pretty yep. random for a, a, yep. a, a what was a keynote, but hey, neat. Well, eh, kind of. Um, I mean, they uh, Street Fighter uh, Six was a co-sponsor for TwitchCon. Yeah, true. All right, uh, Luke's theme, uh, uh, taking aim, Captoon arranged for Street Fighter Six. Um. The streaming tickets are selling through uh, Zyko, which is about uh, 3,500 yen, about 27 bucks US. Um, there's a limited video on demand option lasting until February 12th, 2023. And then those who go can get some swag, like a long towel and pins with concert outfits for Ryu, uh, Chunli, Ken, and Guile. Keychains, microfiber cloths with promotional event art. Neat. I'm, I, might, I might have to make this happen. All right. I like that they're letting people participate virtually too, since not everybody can just go to Japan to see this. So that's pretty cool. I need to see if I can find that website. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's move on. We have another story that um, I, this is one of those scenes I'm kind of actually surprised was still going, but um, Loki. Yeah. So uh, I, I forgot about this as well because I, I don't really use this, but um, GOG Connect which was a service that allowed you to basically, um, I think, wasn't this the one that allowed you to kind of import your different libraries from different things yep. and allowed you to have one launcher? Yep. Well, 
I mean, we should have known better that that's never going to work. Because... Well, especially when we're all sitting here going, well, I forgot about it. And to be, to be clear, it's not GOG Galaxy, the actual like storefront and that launcher. Like that's right. not what closed. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the launcher that basically combined all your libraries together. You know, like the good thing that really it should be set up that way. But um, no, I, I didn't realize this was a service. I thought it would be like a piece of software, but uh, yeah, it's not going to be, they're going to be discontinuing that as well. So it's officially been killed off. Um, Dr. Tsuya has a good point, uh, saying I used it once, but it was cool to get the extras from the GOG versions. And that's true because the GOG versions often had like maybe a soundtrack or a, a digitized manuals and some other like cool little embellishments that Steam doesn't always have. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool if it, it was like unlocking stuff and I could see like, you know, where they may have where you basically get like copies of the game or something like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It it still would be nice to have like a piece of software that combined all libraries, but at the same time, like I don't find it massively inconvenient either. It's just I kind of forget what I have on certain platforms sometimes. All right. Well, RIP that service that we probably should have been checking in on more often because uh sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone. So there's that. All right. Um Boy, oh boy, I'm going to admit, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this, but all of you on Discord were really lighting up about this, that I wanted to bring it up on the show, even if it isn't directly about video games, it's certainly something that inspires shit tons of video games. And that is, what's going on in the Dungeons and Dragons world? And uh, Wishes of the Coast this week, uh, I guess there, there was a leaked version of their open games license that leaked out. And the changes were interpreted that third-party publishers were going to be hurt and profits were going to increase. Of course, that's what these things are. The ones that are not popular always go this way, right? What the OGL is, is it allows you to use aspects of D&D mechanics to create royalty-free content. So, for example, they, you do these things called splat books, which I'm not familiar with that, but they say that Critical Role, which is a hugely popular show, has one. So I'm assuming they're like fan campaigns or something that you can like make and sell, basically, uh, mm-hmm. right now. Um, and Artesia says, I think it came up in Discord. Oh, yeah, y'all went off in Discord, which is why I wanted to bring it up on the show. Because I, I do listen, even if I don't always understand, because I don't, I don't play any D&D currently, but I certainly recognize that without it, we wouldn't have role-playing games in the same state that we do now, Japanese or American. Like, D&D has been hugely influential on all of it. So anyway, um, so there's third-party tabletop content, <clears throat> Thanks to this OGL and all of this. So Wizards of the Coast announced one D&D, which was a rules update and an online integration that was going to be pushed alongside the fifth edition content. But when they announced D&D Beyond, this was when they recognized that there was going to be changes to the existing OGL. And there was skepticism because there's clause about royalties. And if you make more than $750,000, then that was going to be part of that. But then there was another article that came out on January 5th that apparently the OGL 1.1 was almost 10 times the original document in size and that it completely voided the original OGL. So it's kind of almost going back to the YouTube thing. It's changing all the rules after the fact so that the original OGL no longer is an authorized license agreement. So sucks to be you if you made something under that. So for companies like Paizo, 
that are is like a third party creator that makes content around this, this could have fucked them royally. And if you don't sign up for the new new OGL, you can't make any income at all off the products. So, of course, people lost their fucking mind, which, you know, people tend to do with changes. But when you retroactively change the rules, rightfully so, people are losing their mind. The creator of the original OGL and a former vice president of Wizards of the Coast, Ryan Dancy, went on to say the original license was never intended to be rescinded. And then a third party publisher, Cobalt Press, said that their open source rule set called Project Black. I'm sorry, it was announced. It wasn't. It was, they announced Project Black Flag. Basically, like we're gonna make your our own fucking D and D, which some somewhat similar to what happened on Twitter and Mastodon. Even though that actually that Mastodon's a few years old at this point, but it was to create something better. Well, and the, yeah, the thing well, is, is they they would know about it, too, because they were there. They were the ones that, like, helped draft the original agreement in the first place, like right. some of these people, including their legal counsel and stuff. So, And let me point out, Wizards of the Coast actually had their own RPG system while D&D was uh, still under TSR. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and then they bought... I mean, there's probably a lot more. I'm not going to go into the backstory. I'm doing a very, very simple story. But, I mean, that's just sort of like how how soon they forget. Yeah. How soon they forget. It's Hasbro. It's Hasbro pushing it. Just to give you, yeah, just to give you a sense of the rest of the timeline, on January 10th, Wizards posted to the D&D Beyond Twitter account saying, more info to come soon. In other words, read between the lines. Stop losing your fucking minds. We're, we're asking the lawyers for an update. But on January 12th, Paizo, that third party, responded and said, we're going to do our own system-neutral open license. A new open perpetual and irrevocable, I can never say that word, irrevocable, uh, open RPG creative license, or ORC for short. Isn't that cute? Um, And basically saying this uh, key word there, the one I can't pronounce right, that they can never pull it back. So, irrevocable irrevocable so that uh wizards of the coast obviously trying to make the change that's the biggest pain point there so that's very interesting as well uh this uh, orc license would be developed under uh azora law which is a firm that specializes in intellectual property basically making sure that they walk that fucking fine line and don't copy anything so um, um yeah. Bone Sibyl is six as heck. I'm about to fire up some D&D at the end of the stream and lurk in my stream if I host one. Yeah, but then I said if I ever hosted a game, I only do second edition. Yeah. Um, and yes, I'm 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 trying to get to the uh, the rest of the timeline, Fanara, but everybody's getting their opinion, which is fine, which that's how we work here. So um Wizards of the Coast finally did a response January 13th, so two days ago saying that the changes were never intended to limit or prohibit players or aspiring designers from taking their own work. What they were trying to prevent, and honestly, I, you know, and again, being a a little bit more of an outsider in this situation, this was the right thing to say. (laughs) They were trying to prevent Web3 and NFT products based on D&D rules. Okay, that's a a reasonable response, yes. (laughs) The way you did I it, though, was, yeah. <laughs> the way you did it, not so great. But I, I, if it took you three days to come up with the best possible response, then so be it. Uh, they also do not want their content appearing in hateful and discriminatory products. 
also certainly understandable. And they want major corporations to not use the OGL in commercial releases. So the new OGL will be reconfigured to specify that it covers only content for tabletop RPGs and thus shouldn't impact the rest of the fan content out there. Live streams, cosplay for charity, Wizards and Hasbro is trying to say you're safe in, in all this stuff. So, but, you know, as the story goes, it doesn't matter what you intended, it matters what is perceived. So it will be interesting to see if they can push back or the, if they can get back from this. Because now this orc thing has started. This Project Black Flag has started. That's that's a faucet you can't turn off now at this point. So Wizards is already going to pay a price for this, even if they are able to calm people down going, no, no, we're just trying to say, fuck those NFT guys with the rest of you. Oh, okay. So. Anyway. For life. <laughs> Darsagra's holding up her second edition player's handbook there. Um, <laughs> uh, Fanar in chat says, to quote Wizards of the Coast, we rolled a one. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, it'll be interesting Sacco, to see what happens Your Sacco sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, join the conversation on our Discord if you'd like to over at vognetwork.com. That's vognetwork.com slash Discord. Um, Fixation Gaze uh, is in our chat. Hello, hello. Saying, My new friend. It's, it's our Legion. Now, Wizards and Hasbro wanted to steal art under a license. They wanted free use of any art that was posted. So, you know, and again, when you do things without explaining them, which is what Hasbro did, you allow the internet to come up with the conclusions that they're drawing, whether that was what was intended or not. And it certainly does point out, you know, again, if this was Hasbro's intention or not, it still looks shitty. So uh, Tiger Claw with another interesting perspective saying this is going to affect the box office for the upcoming D&D movie because people will not see it in spite cause of what happened. Wait, wait, wait. I missed this. They're doing another one. Weren't the last two attempts like because Kroll was supposed to be a D&D movie. And I love Kroll, don't get me wrong. It has amazing actors and amazing scenes in it, but it's not very cohesive. Hmm. And then the actual D&D movie that came out, I enjoyed it because it was stupid, but it wasn't very good either. And now they're doing another one? Yes. And and Chris Pine plays a bard. Uh, I do want to see it. It looks good. <laughs> uh, I saw the trailer. It looks okay. It's uh, no Megan, but you know. <laughs> It's no cocaine bear, but you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, other comments in chat. Uh, Fixation Gaze clarifying this was actually brought up in a whistleblowing email. They did intend to steal from the community. Oh, that's yeah, that's a yikes. Those emails getting leaked as yeah. Again, I'm not like an avid player of D and D currently, so that, I'm not following this as closely. But that's that's a yike. That was why a lot of people were leaving Deviant Art mm, because which, Deviant Art had i think some option that if your artwork was uploaded on their website they could make like a certain profit off of selling off some of your artwork which funny enough i, I also i saw this in our discord somebody suing DeviantArt and all of those ai art companies about stealing all the artwork and i i it, it should have occurred to me 
it's only a matter of time before someone does that. And here we are. So somebody's suing not only DeviantArt, but all those AI companies over the AI stolen artwork, basically. The only reason I didn't cancel my account there is because I do enjoy seeing what some of my favorite comic book artists are doing and getting stuff to use in Daz 3D. Mm -hmm. But like... My artwork, all every last piece of art I have ever done on DeviantArt has been removed. Yeah. Mm. I, I used to host my portfolio there. No. I remember those days. Yeah. Yeah. My, I had some decent stuff on my portfolio back in the day, but yeah, I do yeah. a lot better work now. Don't sell yourself short. Um, just no, like it, was, it was pretty crappy. I was very <laughs> new. It's like, it's like me going back to read my old live journal. I'm like, oh, God. Because actually, live journal still exists. there was a conversation that led me to go look at live journal. Oh, Somebody in, in the Orange Launch channel in Discord, they were talking about why was there an episode this and an episode 0.5? And I went to my live journal to find out, oh, that was when I was traveling for work. And it was I was at KatsuCon one weekend and traveling for work the next weekend. And Loki did like a solo show that weekend. So it was like a 0.5 because you must have been indisposed as well, Dark Soccer, or something happened because Loki did a solo show. So anyway. Oh my God, I actually forgot my login. <laughs> uh, I want to get just a couple other comments on this from some folks that play D&D a little more right now, uh, and then we'll move on to our next topic. Uh, Questbuster says, expanding on Fixation Gaze's point, the new OGL had language that allowed Wizards of the Coast to publish your work anywhere they wanted without paying you. Also, uh -huh. if your IP under OGL 1.1 made less than 50K, you had to report those numbers. You were literally landing, handing the keys to your livelihood to Wizards of the Coast. And Fixation Gaze... Uh, piggybacked on that saying exactly they are backtracking so i would also like to point out hmm. that youtube sort of has something very similar going on um is that with any content that's posted on youtube they can take that content and reuse it as an ad on another mm. site that's how they do their ads on um on a facebook for example without at all letting you know about it Wowie wow. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, it's in their, it's in their TOC. Let's take a trip back to simpler times when, uh, you know, there, there were no NFTs. And uh, we, if you wanted to change the rules of a game, you, you literally couldn't do a patch. So, uh, and, and back to a time when people were still playing second edition D&D on a massive scale. <laughs> Let's get to the bump. <laughs> this, is, this isn't that old. Okay. Maybe third edition. Here we go. <laughs> Um... And now it's time to travel back to a simpler time, where I'll dive into the vault and pull out a classic and tell you about it. It's time for the classic game of the week. And Dark Soccer, what did you pick tonight? I picked a game called Retro City Rampage, which has a great name. Um, so at any rate, um, this is an action-adventure game that was developed by V-Blank Entertainment. It's a parody of retro games from the 80s and 90s, and also their, the the pop culture that went with those eras, and Grand Theft Auto and very similar games. It was released on the PlayStation 3, the PS Vita, and uh, Windows in 2012. With later ports on other uh, systems, the enhanced version Retro City Rampage DX was released for the Nintendo 3DS in 2014 with other ports afterwards. Um, the, the fun thing about this is that there is an MS-DOS version, uh, Retro City Rampage 486, 
was uh, also released in July 29th, 2015. It's a limited physical run on a floppy disk, as well as a digital download. Um, God, floppy disks. I remember having Descent on 14, three and a quarters. Um, anyway, um, you are in the city of Theft Op- Theftropolis in 1985, and you are the player. A thug for hire who um, you work for a crime syndicate led by the jester. And then um, you, uh, during a bad, uh, bad heist, you run into a time-traveling telephone booth. Where have we seen this before? Bill and Ted and the Doctor. Um, the booth sends you uh, to the, the year 20XDX. <laughs> I-, I love that. Um, and then the booth breaks down, and a guy named Doc Chalk, who is supposed to be like, you know, Dr. Brown from Back to the Future, um, arrives and rescues you. And he thinks that you're like some hero when you're just an uh, accidental person. Oh, yeah, 20XD6, that's right. Um, so you go through, you know, you have uh, different types of parodies of people. Um, you know, you have your parody law enforcement, the Jester, Bayside High School students. And Dr. Von Butnick. Yes, like Dr. Robotnik. Um, and he's the head of R&D at AT Core. Um, and they want to use the time machine to control the electronics market. Anyway, um, the game was inspired by Grand Theft Auto. And that you uh, do a different bunch of missions in a huge open city. Um and they they planned 50 story missions and 30 challenge levels um and uh like there's like all kinds of different shops and all kinds of different things they have homage to different 8-bit video games um different elements from different genre uh, different graphics filters that can simulate the different uh types of computers and game controls and it is played top down bird's eye like the original GTA games um and so, and it also can switch um, into a 2D perspective, like platformer. Um, the game also has free roaming mode that lets you just run around the city and just cause trouble the whole time. Um, you can play it with unlockable characters from other uh, indie developed games like Super Meat Boy, uh, Commander Video from the Bit Trip series, and Steve from Minecraft, and others. Um, on February 28th, uh, the day of the Wii release, the PC update became available, um, allowing you to play the game's prototype called ROM City Rampage. And it is a port of Retro City Rampage to NES Homebrew and emulated within Retro City Rampage. Um, so PC users got it for free. It was included with the Wii and 3DS versions. And then it was later uh, released on PSN and Xbox Live. So uh, conceptually, the game came from a homebrew project in 2002. Um, a game uh, programmer named Brian Provinciano uh, constructed a, a NES system development kit and was trying to remake Grand Theft Auto 3 with 8-bit uh, sprites, calling it Grand Theftendo. And then uh, he uh, showed it off at uh, the 2011 Game Developers Conference, showed his methods, you know, and people were interested in it. So new characters are added, more stuff was doing, he ended up working on it full-time, and the rest is history. So some of the games that are referenced in this um, are River City Ransom, uh, which is also a Neketsu 
downtown story. I always get the name messed up. Um, Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, Duck Hunt, Mega Man, Contra, Bionic Commando, Metal Gear, Smash TV, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a bunch of others. And then there had cheesy one-liners in there um, with cameos by Phil Fish from Fez, uh, Billy Campbell, and Phil Guerrero um, of YTV fame. Um, and uh, of course, uh, one thing they were quick to say is that even though it's called uh, uh, Retro City Rampage, it is not a reference to River City Ransom in the name. Um, so, uh, there is a, a limited edition Wii port of, uh, Retro City Rampage's, uh, sequel, Shakedown Hawaii, um, that was a Europe-exclusive limited port, and then they said, uh, they were doing a physical Wii version of Retro City Rampage with ref- called Retro City Rampage DX Plus, that would also be released, uh, on July t- uh, 9th, 2020, and had a limited run of 3,000 copies. Um, just cleaned up and looking better. Um, so it got really good reviews and very positive. It got a 71 on Metacritic. Um, as of March 2013, the game sold 100,000 copies. PS3 and PC versions made the most profit. Um, as of December 2014, the developer said that the game had reached 400,000 sold copies, uh, and an additional, uh, 270,000 uh, PlayStation Plus units, while also uh, stating PC and PlayStation uh, family versions are still the most successful. Um, so, like I said, there was a um, a sequel, Shakedown Hawaii, on November 24th, 2015. It was announced then. Uh, it was 30 years after Retro City Rampage, and again, open world, destructible environment, 16-bit visuals. Um, to be released on Windows, PS4, PS Vita, Nintendo 3DS, and Switch. It was released on May 7th, 2019 for all platforms uh, with a 3DS version on September 19th, 2019 in North America. There were other release dates. Um, but um, they also revealed that Shakedown Hawaii was only releasing on Wii July 9th, 2020 exclusively in Europe, making it and Retro City Rampage DX the final Wii games to be officially released. Hmm. There's a Wii U port that came out exclusively in North America, uh, August 2020, with a Steam release after that. So there you go. That's our game, River City Rampage. Um, right, Retro City Rampage. Retro City Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> it's too close sounding. Right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a doozy. All right. A lot of people in our chat uh, kind of thinking, oh, yeah, I remember this or I've played this. You know, this is kind of a game that I, I have played somewhat recently even. So it's over and 10 it years old. But yeah, the first week of January 2013. OK. Oh, so right at that 10 year mark. Wow. Interesting. Yep. All right. There it is. Your classic game of the week. All right. Let's take some time now to travel around the gaming world quickly and check out some rapid fire news uh, from across the gaming globe. So, Loki, we'll start with you. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk a little bit about Game Pass and uh, PlayStation Plus. So Game Pass has got some new games coming in uh this month, so we got Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Monster Hunter Rise. Those are coming this month. Uh, leaving Game Pass, uh, Rumpa Trigger Happy Havoc, mm-hmm. Nobody Saves the World, 
Paparazzi, uh, the Anacrucius, and We Happy Few, and Windjammers 2. And then, of course, PlayStation Plus. Those are uh, some pretty big titles to be losing, but Persona, that's a big land, too. So, you know, I guess it evens out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Plus is going to be getting, uh, looks like, Devil May Cry 5, uh, Back for Blood. And also, uh, let's see what else here. Um, yeah, so Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Back for Blood. And we've got uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, Erica. Jet the Far Shore, Just Cause 4 Reloaded, Life is Strange, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Omno, Sinar, Wild, Wild Hearts, Hot Shots Golf so 2, uh, Star Wars Demolition, and Siphon Filter 3. What the heck is Star Wars Demolition? Anyways, Siphon uh, Filter? Yeah, Siphon Filter 3. Those are PlayStation 1 games, the last three. And Yeah, I was like, I haven't heard that game in an age. Well, it's nice to see PlayStation bumping up their back catalog, but I, I still feel like that service isn't catching on the same way. I have no interest in it. Yeah, I think the drip, the drip feeding's too slow. Open the floodgates. All right. Uh, what and, else? And then, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I think uh, this is pretty funny. So they've got a brand new Final Fantasy VII mod that adds voice acting to the PC version. And so this is the classic Final Fantasy VII because obviously the modern ones have voice acting, but uh, it's called Echo S7. I uh, can get it at Asuna Mods. And it basically adds, yeah, a voice acting to all the characters in Final Fantasy VII. I think there may even be like six basically through the original script but i think there might be some embellishments on some stuff but neat i if you willing to check it out what's the sound Aerith makes when she bites it <laughs> they did not show that in the preview video so i'm Blah. not sure <laughs> that just makes me think not of that, that thing with christopher lee telling someone how someone dies when they're stabbed in the back and not to argue with him uh they're also apparently the the team that put it out um, is also working on voice acting mods for Final Fantasy eight and nine as well. Oh boy. All right. It's kind of interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dark Sakura. So um, there's a live action Dungeons and Dragons TV series uh, at Paramount Plus. I'm not going to watch it. Um, it is. Uh, they're basically jumping off of the the Halo bandwagon, even though the Halo thing sucked. Um, and uh, so it's Paramount uh, Pictures and E1 are partnering to produce the series. Um, they're also the ones behind the movie. And uh, it's a large-scope TV project of, uh, that they're going to be putting out. Um, they also were... Um, there's another one on here. Oh yeah, um, the Honor Among Thieves also has Michelle Rodriguez, so maybe I'll see it because of because of her. Um, Hugh Grant's in it. I didn't know Hugh Grant was in it. Wow. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, so yeah, that that's a uh, that's planning to come out. Um, I'm gonna. I would rather watch Willow. Just saying. <laughs> um, SSG 100 Matt in chat going back to the uh, uh, voice acting Final Fantasy Seven story talking about Aerith dying says they should swap in the Waluigi. Wah. Wah. <laughs> 
Well, it being a mod, you know, you probably could get access uh, yeah, to those Yeah, you could just make the, Mar- the Mario died sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sure we'll see all sorts of YouTubes that have different death noises slight because the ultimate one would be to have um, a, a throwback to remember the dear sister short on Saturday Night Live. And when she gets killed, have it go. Mm, what you say mm, when you want. <laughs> all right. uh, yeah, okay. I'm sure that probably already exists because everybody was doing dear sister parodies back in the day. All right. Anyway, uh. <laughs> One more story for you uh, for Rapid Fire News talking about, oh, the end of a virtual compendium for the Sega Mega Drive. Bitmap Books uh, has to cancel their Mega Drive visual compendium because Sega has threatened it legally. Uh, This would have been the eighth release in the Bitmap Books series. Uh, There's been Atari 2600, Commodore 64. A lot of you linked to me that one. It looked pretty cool. Amiga, NES, and SNES. These are hefty books. They're coffee table books, basically, with visual material from the platform's archives, sprites, stages, box art, marketing materials. Sega originally backed Bitmap Books for a Sega Master System edition, but wouldn't do the same thing for the 16-bit version. So in a statement to Bitmap Books fans, the creative director, Sam Dyer, said, We've had to push back the release date a few times, and as of now, we have not communicated why. I'm afraid to say that we've been asked by Sega to remove the listing or face potential legal action. As a small business, this is not something we can risk. After discussions, their position is non-negotiable. It is, of course, their right to protect their IP as they see fit. Now, of course, people in chat talking about uh, you know, Dark Tetsuya is saying, I mean, that's the sort of thing I might expect from Nintendo. But yeah, Sega, not usually the company to do this sort of thing. So it's odd. Uh, and you have to wonder, are they trying to cook up something of their own or what's the deal? So anyway, they are, Maybe. yeah, they're trying to find a way to release it as a free PDF as long as that's legally viable. So now they're going the Weird Al route where, oh, well, Gaga wants to tell me not to, which it wasn't Gaga, it was one of her people, wants to tell me I can't do that song. Well, I'll just put it out for free on YouTube. <laughs> and I think he did that with a couple other songs too. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So no, no book for you for Mega Drive. Sorry about that. All right, uh, let's get to some release dates around the world. So, Loki, what is coming out in the U.S. for games? Not a lot. Uh, we've got Grey's Counter GM on PC and Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, A Space for the Unbound on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, uh, Persona 3 Portable on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Persona 4 Golden on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Fire Emblem Engage on Nintendo Switch. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. And that's it. Sorry, I was muted for a second there. Let's go to Japan and check out what's coming out in Japan uh, on the 19th. Real? I'm sorry? <laughs> Can I for real? <laughs> uh, I, it would be nice, but yeah. Uh, let's go to the Nintendo Switch on the 19th. Uh, a Space for the Unbound is out in Japan, as well as Tristia of the Deep Blue Sea Legacy. Tristia Restore, also out in Japan on the Switch. Never Awake, and that's an irregular and a premium limited edition. And there's a tri-bundle pack for Tristia if uh, you want to get all of the uh, uh, games there. 
you can get that as well. Uh, as well as Yukinko Daisenpu uh, is also coming out uh, on the Switch in Japan this week. So it's it's picking up uh, pretty much over there. Uh, PlayStation 5, uh, no game releases. Nope, I lied. There's one. A Space for the Unbound is out on the PS5 this week as well. You can also get a new third-party charging stand if that's up your alley. So uh, check that out as well. Uh, next week... Or spoken is the big release, and that's in all regions, but uh, is looks to be the big tent pole for uh, Japan next week as well. Dark Sakura, let's go to Europe. One thing on the Switch on the twentieth, Fire Emblem Engage the End. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have a few more news stories for you, and then we will open up for some calls. If you'd like to give us a call over at vognetwork.com slash discord. Yeah. Uh, so NetEase has basically dissolved the team that was maintaining the Blizzard games in China. Um, they've been, I guess, laid off or uh, reassigned to different projects. And this is ending, I guess they were working on those for 14 years. Wow, that's a long time. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, there is less than 100 people affected by that, but that's you know still a lot of staff that's been reallocated stuff. We don't need to maintain Blizzard games anymore, right? You know, it's it's fine. I'm su- self-sustaining. I'm surprised there wasn't a last-minute reprieve on all of that, but they sure... I mean, this is very finalized for all of that, isn't it? So, Yeah, apparently um, the, the contract was not renewed by Blizzard, so maybe they're handling it internally or just saying, eh, whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But that, of course, affects Overwatch 2, Diablo 3, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm. So, and uh, those games will be now unplayable in China. Sucks if you live in China. It sucks for people that invested hours upon hours in those games. I can't even imagine something like that happening over here. That's for sure. Yeah, that sucks. So before we get to our next story... (laughs) Guess what I found over on YouTube? <laughs> let, me, let me check this out. I'm doing this. Yay! I'm doing this live. What to say? That you only meant well. Okay, I can't play too much of the song or we're going to get silenced. <laughs> oh my God, Rob. <laughs> Sorry, I know the audio doesn't come through on Discord very well for you guys, but... <laughs> I I played just a little bit to, to hear. See, and then there's my version where, DIE! Oops. I reset the shot wrong. I, I, I made poor, I made poor, poor Le Pen sad by saying that I still had my save file. All right. Um, moving on. Okay, Dar Sakura, now that I've got you in a good mood... <laughs> good mood I, know, bitch. I, <laughs> I actually like her in the the new version because she has a personality yeah i i i like her character in the new version as, too. as woman in refrigerator you know what i mean and that's why when they they flip the script and they don't kill her in the next one it's gonna it's gonna hit differently because it's gonna happen they're not gonna <laughs> West, kill her Westbuster has the has a thing like tears in the rain <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Replicant. Um, anyway, um, Stadia has one last hurrah, but it's not anything new. It's new to us, but certainly not new to them. Uh, they are releasing the Worm game. 
It is a very simple snake-like game that Stadia uh, that Stadia's cloud features were used uh, for, for were tested using this game. Um, and their statement says, "Play the game that came to Stadia before Stadia came to the world." Worm Game is a humble title we used to test many of Stadia's features, starting well before our 2019 public launch, right through 2022. Mm-hmm. It looks cute. I like they flat out say it won't win Game of the Year, but we spent a lot of time playing it. We think it's fun. Here you go. Thank you. I'm yeah. looking. For, I'm, I'll I'll give it a go. I was gonna say there's something you can play on stream on your no. Good, goodbye I'm Stadia. Like- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. saying. I'm, I actually, I might, I might, I might, I might do that like at the end of of Wednesday stream. Maybe yeah. we'll see. S two one hundred Matt says Snake three hundred and sixty did it better. Yeah, YYR will sue. Although I guess technically he can't lay claim to the snake concept. No, guess, but I can't say that with a Tron machine sitting behind because, me now, can I? <laughs> oh come on! I sat on my Nokia. I know that game's playing what two bit <laughs> yeah. snake in the bathroom. all right i remember when i got a phone in color and i was like bejeweled (laughs) remember when there were magazines in the bathroom (laughs) then phones not at my work (laughs) oh did i remember there was that shirt that came out like when the iphone first came out this is my iphone has changed the way i go to the bathroom (laughs) it's an interesting marketing way i wish i i wish i had bought that when it came out all right just a few more stories and then we'll get to the listener roundtable so loki yeah, so there's been an announcement, I guess, that a new MechWarrior game is being worked on by Piranha Games, and it's supposed to be released in 2024. Um, basically, it was teased, you know, I'll, I'll just say that it's not MechWarrior Online 2, and it's not a successor to MechWarrior Online, and it's not an online PvP game. Think of it more like in line with MechWarrior 5, but a standalone game, a standalone product. Cool, I like Mac Warrior, so we need to see. Yeah. I know Dartisu is a big fan too, so I'm sure some people will uh be very happy about that. So yeah. All right, and uh lots of people very happy this week with the results of Awesome Games Done Quick. Of course, Awesome Games Done Quick doing awesome things, and they raised two point six million dollars when all was said and done for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Uh not a bad chunk of change whatsoever. Folks do feel the need to point out, though, it is less than the 3.4 million AGT, AGDQ 2022 picked up. I kind of go, there's a couple ways you can kind of address it. Number one, I sort of think you can't keep breaking the ceiling every time. Number two, the economy's in a different place. Number three, the, and this, is, this isn't this is a secret. It's not exactly like advertised greatly, but it's not a secret. And Bobby got into it more on his show tonight because as I'm sure you all know, Bobby Blackwolf uh, here at Voice Geeks Network do, has done some of the announcing for Games Done Quick, including this most recent one. He, he goes way more in depth on his show. So I'll leave it for that. But usually they would take the bits and the subs. And they'd kind of dump it all into the pot towards the end of the run and do that this time because remember they, they canceled the Florida in-person one because of a multi-tooled reason some of it being the complete lack of covid precautions and like the fact you could not in florida you cannot tell people you must be vaccinated to be here or the event could get sued because we all know florida is run by a interesting individual and i'll leave that at that also, uh, quite frankly, there's a lot of LGBTQ individuals that are involved with Awesome Games Done Quick, not just speedrunners themselves, but people affiliated with the organization. And there were people that were like, if it's in Florida, I'm not going because I don't feel safe there. 
Um, so for a multitude of reasons, Games Done Quick had to basically pull out of Florida. So the bits and the subs had to go to the cancellation fees because that's a contract they couldn't get out of, unfortunately, even though it is charity and the money. So, so awesome game. So, so if you're like upset hearing that because you gave bits or subs or whatever, don't be mad at Awesome Games Done Quick. Be mad at Florida for keeping them on the hook for that. So anyway, I'll leave the rest to Bobby Blackwolf on his show. Let's go back and focus on the good. Uh, 2.6 million is still a hell of a lot of money. That's going to do a lot of good over at the prevent cancer foundation. Uh, and, uh, apparently there was one person that donated $100,000. That's a very, uh, large donation. I wonder who the mystery person is. Uh, also a new world record was set in super Mario galaxy two, which is pretty cool. Uh, the event of course was all online and the summer games done quick event has been announced for May 28th, little earlier than usual. Uh, perhaps because they've found an in-person location to do it, perhaps, but we don't know. No confirmation yet if it is in-person or if it will be virtual once again. I have a feeling it'll be in-person. Because I'll tell you, again, if you go back to Bobby's show, because he went to Summer Games Done Quick last year, I'll tell you, that was the most COVID precautions I've seen at any convention. And if they even do a fraction of that for this next year, it'll be fine. Uh, and that that event... The summer one was never historically in Florida. It was in Minnesota historically. Assuming they go back there, any of those COVID guidelines should not be a problem. So we'll see what happens. All right. Yeah, Tiger Claw says summer games is usually is quite early. It's usually around June. Yeah, it's pretty close to my birthday usually. So it's pretty, pretty early that they're doing this. So um, but you know, hey, any time is a good time to raise money for Doctors Without Borders, which is what the summer event goes to. So we will keep an eye out. And uh, best of luck to any of you that are submitting your own speed runs or are auditioning to be a host like Bobby Blackwolf, who has to audition every time because no one gets grandfathered into that, which I also think is pretty cool that like they don't just have a click that's impenetrable. Like they make people practice every time basically to get in. So, all right. Um, that's it for our slotted stories tonight. So I want to go to our listener roundtable. Unfortunately, I don't think we have any emails tonight. I'll confer with Dark Soccer though. No. Uh, so partic- participate at orangeloungetrader.com is the place to send an email if you would like to. So, um, by the way, SSJ100 Matt wants to point out speaking of convention protection, MAGFest's early numbers came in, and as of Thursday, they've had 76 positive cases, but that's out of 20,000 people. So, pretty good. Not pretty good compared to the rest of the world. So yeah. what do you know? Masks work. Oh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, let me check with uh, Loki and see if there's any last minute stories. Um, There's a few rumors, I guess, rumors and speculation, if you will. So there was a rumor that there's a detachable disk drive coming to the PlayStation 5. I don't know why you would do that, but um, Is that for the all, the all digital one to convert? convert that yes but why like why would you do that is there a demand for that i don't know i don't think there would be a demand for that but i mean it's apparently they're saying that there's test kits in players or people's hands and it works flawlessly 
okay <laughs> yeah it's got, it's gotta be def says the same thing in chat for the digital version probably it's gotta be but i didn't maybe with the supply issues a lot of people settled for digital that didn't really want to i i don't know i don't know it's hard or to say. is there a thing like because like i remember um their drives don't play like certain types of discs maybe like to support playstation 2 discs or something like that i don't know but like it yeah, I don't know. I don't see a point for oh, it. Yeah, if the but... disc if the disc drives let you play all the old PlayStation games, hell yeah. Now you're talking, but I just don't see that. Yeah, but, you know, it'd be cool. It's like a disc drive. It has a disc drive and it has like the old PlayStation memory card slots too. I mean, that would be pretty sweet. But Ooh, yeah, I don't see that happening. Fifth Dream says all PlayStation 5 rumor, I hear all PlayStation 5 soon will be one skew and this drive is to add to that. Ooh, that I I would not like that. Oh no, they're no, going to sell Sony. it separately. Back back oh, abort abort abort. Yeah. Well, not I mean good. to be fair, to be fair, like digital game sales though has been really high compared to physical game sales. Um so I mean I get it I get it but you also you I may not get a PlayStation Five if I can't find one with a disc drive I'm not buying one like I have all these PlayStation Four games I would like to be able to play on the Five as well and have my library it's you'll be able to silly. you'll be able to get one for like for, you'll be able to get one I'm sure that they'll have them out there yeah. but yeah I could see them doing like a revision maybe they'll do like an even slimmer model or something like that and there's only the all digital version for that or something because they can't make it a slimmer with the disk drive jutting out there i mean as it is with the disk drive in there it looks looks kind of ugly <laughs> i don't know all right well it looks like we do have at least one caller that would like to call in tonight so let's bring them on the air and this is someone we hear from quite often but it's always a pleasure to hear from them so hello you are on orange launch radio who's this it's the one and only Ronma. How is everybody doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. Ronma, how are you? It's so good to hear from you. I'm good. I'm going to click this button so I can kind of jump into the chat because I think the last time I clicked the button, I got kicked out of the stream. So I'm just like, let's not make the same mistake like last time. Okay. <laughs> right, let's... So you know what? Hey. It do it does the same thing mine does, but let's let's just bring them right on back. I don't. It must be a Discord thing. My Discord does the same thing, Rama. For what it's worth. Oh, here we go. Let's see. There we go. Perfect. I'm I'm here one way or another. Uh, let's get the camera on. Good. I just got some new equipment. Let's I'm just like you. I'm not trying to have another encore presentation. <laughs> so what is up, my friend? It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Uh, first things first. Um, it seems like whenever I call in, I somehow bring OLR back to the old school, back to its roots. Okay, no problem with that. We love a good DDR story or whatever it is. And I need to let touch up my roots. I'm sorry. The red looks lovely, though. I have to say. Thank you. You're welcome. So I have mentioned on the show previously. I have a friend named Matt who has a DDR third mix machine in his house. And and he's giving it to me. Wow. <laughs> What? No, this Matt, this Matt has a DR Extreme in his house. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so we have um, West Coast Matt and East Coast so, Matt. Okay, I know, like, I know, like twenty people named Matt. That's why they all have nicknames. That's why this one's Loki. So exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have a group chat going, and like at East Coast Matt's like, I want to have a party. We're talking DDR and Bimani. Come over, let's have a DDR party. So 
he throws together a DDR party. I go in my closet. I grab some sweats. I grab a shirt. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be hurting the next day. So we all go to his house and I see the machine being updated. Now, normally it's a third mix machine with a computer running step mania. Okay. It seems this time, one of the people that we hang out with brought a copy of the latest release of DDR. Mm-hmm. Was and it the Omnimix or was it? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've seen so, this too, but I can't say where. Exactly. So an hour later after setting it up, here we are all playing Omnimix and we're going through every single release of DDR and we're just ev- doing like an infinite event mode loop. It's like we're doing three songs and we jump off and Three more pe- two more people jump up. It was just nuts. And I'm like, I am going to be hurting in the morning. I have not played this much DDR in God knows how long. <laughs> the first time I saw that, I spent so much time just going through the song list and listening to all the little clips, bringing back memory, all the Xbox games. It was all the Xbox games because um, the individual that I was looking at this with was not as familiar with the Xbox games. So we were, mm-hmm. yeah looking at that so uh by the way there's a 2dx omnimix too if you didn't know you shouldn't tell me things like that i'm just saying because there's a beat mania controller in my closet for the ps2 it's pretty hot it's pretty sexy yeah (laughs) obviously i cannot tell you where or why or how or even i might hypothetically there's a 2dx omnimix would i say that i said hypothetically there's one i uh rob you're drooling (laughs) And that's why I posted in the Vogue Discord that picture, you know? I'm just like, y'all got to see this, so. So between DDR and the copious amount of adult beverages, good time was had all around. And I'm just like, good Lord, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm at a con somewhere. We're just sitting around, having a good time, jumping up on the machine, just finding three songs to play and just going for broke. Ranchon. Yes. You just made my brain do the weirdest crossover ever. Oh, yeah? Picture it. Sicily, 1912. A young girl finds her first DDR machine at a casino. <laughs> um, Wanted it. Orange Ride is in chat and reminded me of something important, too, is that hypothetically, if DDR and Beat Media 2DX had Omnimixes, there's probably one for pop and music as well, and it's probably installable on a machine. Hypothetically. So the, the differences with this is that we were actually running Omnimix on a regular PC. And since we, it took us, it took some time to get it up and running the way it should be. We're all pitching together to upgrade the DDR machine to something a little bit more potent. Well, good times. That, that sounds like a lot of fun. So it was, cause I'm just sitting there going through all of this and, and I'm just like, I remember playing this song. I remember this was the very first song I did on hard mode. And then I find out that there is an underground EMUs network. I, I definitely have never heard about that before. No, <laughs> definitely not. Absolutely not. I don't know not. what you're talking about. You get in that trouble. You get in trouble illegal. for that. Konami will sue. Would never do anything Ooh, illegal. Perish the thought. So, Sounds like we kind of went along the lines of Fight Club. What's the first rule of Fight Club? It's 
the very oops, the very same first thing I was told about it. Yeah. <laughs> See, last night was just a lot of fun, and I just needed to share this with y'all. No, it's, it's, it, it, it sounds just, great. It was it was just fun, and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to be hurting in the morning. But oddly enough, I guess between the adult beverages and so forth, I felt pretty good when I got up. Slept in, but I felt pretty good, pretty damn good when I got up. Well, that's that's a lot of fun. So um, I I I would normally say something like, um, "Gosh, I wish I could have been there to play that too," because I bet playing that machine would be a lot of fun. Um, but instead, I'm in this place where I'm like, "I'm glad you got to play it. It's a lot of fun." <laughs> well, Rob, I tell you what: the next time you come out this way, I already came. We're out. going to bring you to the machine. Well, the next time you come out this way, I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine. Oh my. <laughs> And it's kind of interesting you said that because with Universal Studios opening up Super Nintendo World, I'm oh. like, the four of us need to go. Honestly, truth. There's some, they've been doing soft openings, and of course, it's all over TikTok. Somehow that got into my TikTok algorithm. So I see all of these people going to Super Nintendo World in my TikTok, but it looks, it looks really cool. It looks like you could spend, like you could spend Disney level dollars there, but it does look really cool. And we need Mario hats. I need one of those fucking wristbands. I want a Princess Peach wristband. Are you fucking kidding me? And I know you want a Luigi one. So if not, if not Luigi, Daisy. Oh, they have Daisy ones. I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know. Ooh, Bobby also reminds me the Tron ride opens in Orlando on April 4th. I'm not thrilled about the prospect of going to Florida, but for Tron, I always say I'll do almost anything. So that, um, I'm actually potentially looking at maybe extending a trip out there so I can do Disney, but a lot of it depends on money and things I don't want to talk about on air just because they have to do with money. So assuming I have money, I would love to make something like that happen. Keep in mind, Alan is coming with me to Dragon Con this year, which is pretty exciting. Oh, he's going to begin for it. He's going to get lost in the sauce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fanara also says Orlando is a bit better than most places in Florida. Oh, for sure. It's, you know, it's it's um, an island of decency and an ocean of piss. <laughs> Sorry to our Florida listeners. <laughs> or if you're from New York. You, you, you know why you have that reputation. Each and every one of you that live there know why you have that reputation. So I'm sorry, but also you understand. Also, but Rob, it's also said, if you're from New York, basically it's like the southern half of Florida is just a New York wannabe because of all the people moving down there. Mm -hmm. The upper half, (laughs) bottom half, I'm walking here. Come on. Sorry, SJ100 Matt said something in chat and I had an I forgot moment until he said that in chat and I was like... I I absolutely will, Matt. Thank you for reminding me that that's a thing. Anyway, um, what else was I going to say? I don't know. I was going to thank my friend Rama for calling into the show. Uh, anything else you want to uh, tell us about? Uh, I went out earlier and bought about 12 cans of imported sparkling water. What for? Well, we talked about this on on Anime Jam session a while back. It seems that there's a Taiwanese company that put out like themed can sparkling water cans. You can get uh 
King of Fighters, Street Fighter, Dragon Ball Z, and of course, uh, Sailor Moon. So of I kind of went out had to get ones. And I kind of had to get one of each senshi. So where can I get that for Alan? Uh, Asian Ran- Super Rob, hmm? 99 Ranch. They don't have any of the Sailor Moon ones though, and they don't have the outer senshi. I wonder if I could go to a different market. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find that because I'm gonna find I'll, that for my husband. I did find them online for the record. Hmm. Okay. And if you and I do a joint order, we can get some free shipping. What about that place over on Florin that's not 99 Ranch, but the other brand? I haven't. I don't go there. <laughs> and I haven't seen them at... Um, actually, they may have them at Oto's, but Oto's always charges more. I'll pay, for, for Alan, I'd pay it. But they're not, they're not that expensive. They're like, like two bucks a can oh, at yeah, 99. I paid two bucks a can. That's not that bad. I still have like... A couple of them in my fridge that he could have because I don't like sparkling water. Okay, well, I just for the novelty of it, they'll just sit on this shelf. They'll never get drank. <laughs> All right, but they're really tasty though. Uh, just sparkling water, which is basically it tastes like a can and a piece of fruit that sat next to the can. You know what sparkling water is for? Mixing with alcohol. All right, <laughs> it's it's not even for watering my plants. I mean, you can't beat that kind of logic. Just saying. All right, Rama, I'm gonna let you go so we can wrap up the show. But any other thoughts for us tonight? That's it. I, I just love to just bring the the camaraderie and all the fun stuff. You know. No, I I appreciate it. We always love a walk down memory lane and talking about things that um I didn't talk about. That's why I'm wearing my Fonime shirt. Uh, Anime Jam session Tuesday nights over. <laughs> that was the trip at- where I drifted onto Treasure Island's uh inway in my Lancer. <laughs> Uh, over at Anime Jam Session here on Twitch. Watch it or I don't even know you. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Take care, Rama. All right. Y'all take care now. All right. Bye. I told, I told Rama, I was like, do you want to go to Treasure Island? He's like, sure. <laughs> He's like, oh shit. She's insane. <laughs> ah, I miss Fatima. I haven't been in a long time. It's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just right. got to, all of those cons got, I mean, the biggest thing I'll do now is TwitchCon. I mean, and maybe DragonCon if I can swing it. But uh, DragonCon's just different than anything else. It's just such yeah. a good vibe. I can't wait to go again. I'm still, I'm still hoping I get confirmed as a attending pro. I, I'm applied a little under two weeks now, so I'm hoping to hear back soon. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Take their time. All right. Um, that is going to do it for another episode of Orange Launch Radio. Um, thank you so much for listening to our show. Thank you for participating along with it. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard here, tell a friend or two about the show. Help us spread the word because we are the show where every gamer has a voice, but we want more voices here to add to the chat. And hello, thanks again to all. We have a lot of newer chatters tonight and you know we're getting some newer names this, in this last year. So thank you all for being here. I appreciate seeing you. Thank you for uh, being a part of the show. Uh, we're going to go around and get everybody's final thoughts. Um, oh, of course, you can tell a friend or a nice five-star review on a site like Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is you found this show. Leave us a, a nice five stars and uh, help us out because uh, that goes an awful long way. Really appreciate it. Okay, let's go get final thoughts. Dark Sakura, I know you're probably going to start your um, post stream, so we'll start with you. Off doing some swiffing. If anyone wants to play with, you're invited. And then maybe I'll end with Killer. We'll see. If I can get my controller to work, I just might take you up on that. Um, That'll be fun because I don't work tomorrow. Yeah, I don't work tomorrow. Oh, guess what? Neither do I. (laughs) All right. Hey, 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 Rob. What? Let's have lunch tomorrow. Uh, Text me. I can probably do that. I don't really have anything going on, so. 
Okay. All right. Later, taters. Bye. Bye. All right. Loki, it's over to you. Your final thought for tonight. Same old, same old, just going to be working more on content stuff because what more can they do? <laughs> You'll have your viral moment. Let's see. Why would I'll I release that? By that, time that five, it'll be five years. Yeah, you have five years, that viral moment. No, I, hopefully it'll come sooner than that. All right. Uh, my final thought is um, I hope everyone in the States has a good holiday tomorrow. Remember, it is uh, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day. So, you know, it's a, a lot of people do an act of service or volunteerism for that day. So, you know, it's a good chance to ask yourself, what are you doing uh, to help make the world a better place? Um, that is about all I'm going to say about that for now. I'm going to wish everybody a wonderful week. Uh, thank you all for being here tonight, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your uh, week. We'll see you again in seven days. Good night, everybody. And guess what? The holidays are still continuing here at OLR because I forgot to replace the ending. So let's cue it up one more time. The holiday ending. You've been listening to Orange Lounge Radio. Orange Lounge Radio is a production of OLR Studios. To join us for our live show, tune in to vognetwork.com Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Orange Lounge Radio nor Vog Network, but you know they were all still true. See you next week. <laughs>